Hello, and welcome to the first movie review episode of this Studio 151 Media Lab. I am your weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, we haven't figured it out yet, host, um, and I'll be joined with my co-host every week, or every bi-week, or every month, Horace. Hello. Hello. That is me. What do you do? Um, so I am the entertainment producer at TUTD, or the Media Lab. Um, pretty much just write entertainment stories. Um, yeah. Okay. So I am the executive producer of the podcast studio. So I'm the person who just makes sure Horace does a job. Mm-hmm. So not really much fun about it. Anyway, um, like I said, this is the um, movie review podcast. So every however often, if there's a movie that you really want to see, we're going to come in and we're going to um, talk about it and break it down. Maybe spoil some things because we've already seen the movie, so we're allowed to. Um, and just have like a good, uh, good conversation. So, yeah. This week we're talking about what, Horace? It Chapter 2, mm-hmm. which is a very long, three hours long, actually, three hour long scary movie. So there's kind of a lot to unpack there, I think. I Oh, I would say so. Um, so I kind of want to do quickie thoughts, just like real quick. Like, did you like it? Did you hate it? Uh, would you see it again? What's going on? Did you get the approval on the cursing thing where Mm. do we stand on that Mm. (laughs) i think for this episode we're gonna just try to keep it as nc-17 as possible okay um but without the curse words maybe pg-13 i mean you're pg-13 you're allowed to curse okay well i'll just say what the heck (laughs) just to be safe don't get in trouble um yeah just a big what the heck i walked out of that movie like what just happened (laughs) okay okay so is that like a good what just happened or like a, I don't know if I feel like this ever again, what just happened? So it was good. I didn't like it as much as the first, okay. um, but I still really liked it. Had a lot of questions though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Feel. Um, so w- I think I'll have to talk about this a little bit with you. When I first went to go see it, I don't do scary movies. So usually I'm just like, I'm not, this is not happening. Um, but I convinced myself for some reason it was a movie that I just kind of wanted to see and then I found out that Bill Skarsgård was going to play Pennywise and I said oh okay I should be fine because I've watched some other scary things and then the moment like the first time he comes on screen like his full face comes on screen I was like okay I'm not scared (laughs) and then like I was fine until like I got home maybe like a week after because I went on like the reviews and like movie breakdowns came out and I watched all those and those like had me up at night um but right other than that that's kind of how I felt about this um I haven't really like gone deep deep into the deep dive yet because I promised <laughs> by like the end of this week I probably won't be sleeping so <laughs> it's fine um but uh I think quickie review um kind of on the same lines as you I was it was funny but also because my humor is now like really dark because i have depression and it's (laughs) and i'm very sad um that like there are times like there's the um spoiler there's a part in the movie where they're trying to kill pennywise and something that like they do doesn't work 
and they go, and and I think it's Ben, he's like, but what do we do now? And Pennywise kind of just looks back and goes, you die. Oh. (laughs) And I fell out, and it was quiet in the theater, and, like, nobody else laughed. (laughs) So it was, like, so bad. Um, But it was funny. I enjoyed it. Um, I kind of want to see it again just to make sure, like, I still feel the same way about it, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. It was it was long. I got we got at our like showing started at like eight, so I want to say the movie probably started around like eight twenty five, eight fifteen, and by the time like we were leaving, it was like eleven something, and I was like, I'm tired. Oh, oh no, girl, I got out at like two. Oh yeah, two a.m. So you saw it like like you know opening night, opening night. Um no, I saw it like um I think it was that weekend. But it was, like, a last-minute decision, and I was like, okay. But I always, like, okay, so the last it movie, I walked in, sat down, forgetting that uh, I'm really really drunk, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, just a little tidbit there. Um, but I sat down for the first it movie and completely forgot what I was watching until Georgie died in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, God, what did I just walk into? And the same thing happened this time where, like, I almost forgot what I was watching until the opening scene when Pennywise showed up. Mm-hmm. I think, so if we compare opening scenes, um, I liked the opening scene to It Chapter 2 better than the opening scene to It Chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Controversial because I really, I really, really do enjoy watching Georgie get his little arm bitten off. Um, oh my god! <laughs> like because I, I just remember the first time I watched it, and I think it's because like I am, I always was an anxious kid. So the first time I watched it, I was like, "Why are we sticking our hand down his arm?" Doing Georgie, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make logical sense. That does not make logical sense because you do not know the person who is sitting in the. What are you <laughs> doing? And then he gets his arm bitten, and I was like. Right, so that's what you deserve. I mean, no, you don't deserve that because you're a child. But also, this is what you get. Um, and then he gets dragged down into the sewer, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I just. But I also remember <laughs> when that happened, because I haven't seen the original, um, it mm-hmm. uh, little mini series either. So the first time, like when he stuck his hand down, and you see like his mouth open, and it's like that 68 million rows of teeth, oh, and he clamped yeah. down on the arm. <laughs> I was like, oh my, I was like, it's time for me to leave. I didn't, was like, I don't know what I just got into, but um, here we go. And then uh, I was fine. But um, I don't know, watching, I think it was the fact that like Pennywise, oh spoilers, I already said that at the beginning, but bring on back. Spoiler review. Yeah. Um, but like when he like reaches into the, like the, the like. I don't know, what is, is his name Andy, like the gay guy who gets thrown over the, like mm-hmm. the, which, sidebar, whenever they were like, like kicking this man, like, and like beating him up, and they were like, okay, we're gonna throw you over the um, bridge now, and they were like, welcome to Derry, and throw him and I was like, this is murder. Exactly. I said, I said, um, I said, if he, like, like, if let's just say Pennywise is not a thing, and he's not there, and he's not gonna like probably come down here and eat him because that's, that's what we know is going to mm-hmm. happen if he doesn't do that you were st- that man is dying you like beat him within to an inch of his life and then you threw him over the the bridge like yeah he is dying yeah well and, like regardless of that like i it, i do kind of wonder like what happened to that group afterwards because you know that his like boyfriend or husband um i can't remember what he was 
Um, definitely like went to the police after that. I thought he got eaten. Oh, he got eaten too. I that's why that's that's why I figured because oh. um because you see so this is what was this is what I was trying to say before I said sidebar. So you see him get thrown into the water and then he's like, help me, help me, and then he like comes up and then he sees um Pennywise reaching for him. And so I guess he's just trying to save himself. So he gets pulled out of the water. And then Pennywise is, like, holding him. And then you see him do this, like, little shake shimmer thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when the boyfriend's like, something is wrong. And then he opens his um, razor-sharp shark mouth, bites out, like, his heart, basically. And then, um, like, is eating that while the boyfriend watches. And then... Like, the boyfriend turns, and you see all the balloons start coming down. And so I assumed when, like, the balloons crash his face because they pop, I feel like when one pops. Because you know how Uh. in the first movie when he was in the sewer, when the balloon popped, he was right there? Mm -hmm. I assumed it popped, he popped up, and then he ate him. Oh, okay. Because, like, you don't see him, and you don't even see him when the police are, like... And I think Mm -hmm. the police even said that there were bodies. Oh. I think. They said bodies, so... See, I close my eyes a lot, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I watched the whole thing, so I can tell you everything that happened. Um, But, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, when, because it's, like, you don't, you you hear the balloon pop, but you don't see, like, what happened to Mm -hmm. the boyfriend. And then, because it cuts to, oh, I need to pull the character's names. It cuts to Mike, um, and he's listening to the CB radio Mm -hmm. of, like, there's dismembered bodies. To which then, like, he just walks onto an active crime scene, and I was like, what kind of clearance do you have? <laughs> um, so, excuse? Um, yeah, you're going to hear me click-clacking on my laptop as I, like, look up the cast of this. Um, but, yeah, so, what, how else, how are we feeling about the whole thing? Well, one last bit on the opening i did really like the opening because i feel like i don't know i okay so comparing it with like georgie and it was like just georgie you saw die i like how it started off with showing two well potentially two full-grown adults being attacked by pennywise because it kind of gave this idea that like nobody's safe Mm -hmm. like it's not just the children that aren't safe it's like everybody in gary that's in trouble because of right yeah because like he so I was watching an interview with Bill Skarsgård and he was talking about how like all Pennywise wants to do is eat and sleep and mm-hmm. eat and sleep and that's what he does he eats for I would assume a year and then sleeps for 27 mm-hmm. which I mean good on you that sounds like a great <laughs> regimen um, but um, yeah so he was like he just wants to eat and sleep and so he didn't really get to eat last time or as much as he wanted to because <laughs> the losers mm-hmm. messed that up so now he's like coming back, and so the fact that he's like starting off with the adults is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we're gonna talk about how kids are dumb, <laughs> and that's the moral. Yeah. I think that's like the main argument Stephen King was trying to make is that kids <laughs> are stupid and they need to be protected at all costs, um, because they will do s- dumb things. The like by, I feel like there's another death via Pennywise before the little girl but I also could be wrong but I feel like there's one more it's like remember the little girl with like the birthmark on Mm -hmm. her face like she was under the bleachers we'll get to that in a second but I feel like somebody died before that but I'm not sure if it's just like the gay couple 
I think it goes straight to that. Because, like, well, maybe, although, maybe I'm thinking Stanley. Yeah, because, like, yeah, before there's, like, um, Mike calls up all the losers, mm -hmm. and then there's a pretty good chunk with where Stanley, you know, goes through his whole thing and kills himself and such, and then the losers have their meeting at the restaurant. So I think it just goes straight to Yeah, that's what it is. So it's, like, he calls the losers, and then Stanley kills himself, and then the losers get together, and then... Um, it's when all the it's when all the losers are like I'm leaving, mm -hmm. and that's where it goes from them leaving, and it cuts to the baseball game. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, that I was tired the moment the basketball game the ba baseball game started. I was like, I am ready to go to bed <laughs> because the little girl was like, um, she was like, I want to go home, and her mom was like, We we're at the game, we're staying at the game. So, so I was like. I've had my parents do that before, so I, I understand. But the fact that, like, she immediately sees a firefly and gets up and runs away, and the mom says nothing, I was like, yeah. I was like, excuse me? Like, what is happening? And then she, like, chases it under the bleachers, and I was like, I don't know about you guys, but like I said, anxious child. Mm -hmm. So if, like, the firefly would have went under the bleachers and, like, a scary part of whatever, I'm not going. It's dark. I'm not going. Not only that, but wasn't it like 2016? In the movie? Yeah. No, 2019. 2019? 2019? In, oh. the, in, uh. in this one, yeah. In the other one, it was 2016. No. In the other one, it was 1989. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Well, okay, this is even worse. 2019, and like the mom didn't notice that her child ran away. Mm -hmm. And that girl was like, is that like that? she say about like stranger danger mm -hmm. is that just like not a thing she had to have unless they just don't do that in dairy i mean and they also have also. like a missing kid like problem in dairy so you would think yeah. but i guess but i guess it's like the same thing that happens with like the losers how they don't remember because they're far away i uh. think maybe because pennywise is gone i feel like so what i what i feel like happens is like children are born they grow up whatever and then 27 years later, Pennywise comes up, and then when he's there, he does all this murder stuff, all the children are missing, everybody's kind of worried, but not really, and then he goes away for 27 years, and he makes everybody forget that it happened. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like childbirth. Um, oh. Yeah, because your body basically forgets what's happening to you until it's happening again. Oh my god. That's why childbirth is terrifying, guys. Anyway, um, so I feel like he makes everybody forget, and then he comes back and starts it up again, but he also, but like, I think he also does a thing where he, like, numbs parents to losing their kids, I guess. Like, enough of them to be worried, but not enough for them to, like, want to do anything about it. Yeah, everybody in the town seems kind of, like, Meh. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. But, yeah, but, uh, how'd you feel about her death? Um, <laughs> Because <okay. laughs> hers was the one that I was like, I'm tired. I think <laughs> when I, when... When the gay the gay man, the, yeah, when the gay man gets eaten, I was like, "This is where we're starting." All right, <laughs> cool. When the little girl dies, I was like, "I'm tired." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I I think at that point, okay, so like the first death that really shocked me, and I was like, "Oh, oh Jesus Christ!" But um, once we got to that point, I think I kind of figured out how the scares were, mm -hmm. which is something that I do kind of want to talk about. I felt like there was a very like 
specific structure to the scares. Like, they had a formula for, like, a scare and just kind of kept with it throughout the film. And so by, like, halfway through the film, I wasn't as scared mm-hmm. as I initially was. Right. So, like, I, I definitely looked away because I don't like gore that much. So I was, like, you know, like, covering my eyes, preparing myself for it. But it didn't, like, make me super scared, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, makes sense. Which is, it kind of felt the opposite because um, I felt like they had um, a scare thing and then they kind of didn't follow it completely mm. because I was, when I was watching it, there was, I don't remember what it was. It was, I think, I think it was that scene where you expect, like, to see the other man die, like the other guy and the couple mm-hmm. die and then it cuts to Mike. And I think it was that scene that my friend and I both were sitting there and we were like, we were prepared for the jump scare and it didn't come. Uh-huh. And then we were just like, okay. And then there was like another scene like right after and then it didn't come. And we were just like, okay. But like, I feel like, yeah. And I felt like some of the scares that they like had like really hyped up, I was just like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed um, that they put. Okay, so you know when um, Bill Skarsgård, like, that, that scene, it's in the trailer mm-hmm. when he's, like, you know, like, pulling at his face and he makes that, like, terrible noise. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I it's when he's making the mask on his face. Yeah. Which I did not, because in, in the trailer I did not catch. When I watched the movie, I was like, oh, you're making the mm-hmm. mask. I said, oh, okay, fair, fair, fine. I, I really like that scene, but I was kind of disappointed when I saw it in theaters because I had seen the trailer so many times that it wasn't scary to me. Everything leading up to it was really scary, but then when I got to that point, it was just kind of like, okay, cool, context for what I've seen a billion times already. See, I, so like, are you talking about specifically the face scratching yeah. scene? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was, I thought you were talking about like the whole Bev scene because oh, that no. was like, <laughs> that was, so I think for me, I've watched that like since the moment it came out at comic-con last year mm-hmm. and i was like cool super ready to see what happens and then like the so like they show the woman coming out of the kitchen but you don't see like like you don't really see it see it you just see like her flesh and it's mm-hmm. like like okay this is weird but when she actually like when you see it in the movie i was like <laughs> okay I was like, I wasn't scared because I was like really waiting for it, but it still wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what I thought it was like, gonna be, but it was right. not. A, like a sixty foot, um, naked, the oh, grandmother. That whole scene was just so uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. especially when you see her like, um, like walking and like there's like that doorway and I think she like says I I don't know she I can't remember what she says but she says something and you see her kind of like twitchily like walking across which the first time and the second time because the first time it's like distantly in the background and then the second time she's like it's when she's passing in the kitchen you're talking about the kitchen or the hallway it's in the kitchen okay yeah and she's like i I know it just i don't like very like twitchy things yes so it was just so uncomfortable to see that and i was like but you gotta get out of there like and leave now yeah i think so i think i did that's something from the first movie that I really enjoyed. I liked um, when things happened in the background mm-hmm. that, like, made you uncomfortable. Because when, um, like, that scene where um, Ben is in, like, Kid Ben is in the library. And he's, like, reading something. And he's kind of, like, learning about it a little bit. And, like, all the bad stuff that happens in Barry. If you look in the background, there's, like, 
the librarian is it. Yeah. And she like hunches over and gets this really creepy smile on her face and like it like made me physically uncomfortable. And I was the only one to notice it when we went like we originally watched the movie cuz I was like let me also this lady like about to murder this little boy. And I'm like, let me also this, and in like it just made me uncomfortable. And then I expected it to like pop up, but then it was the headless boy in the basement, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh-uh. I was tired. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, the scares were kind of off and on for me. I think a lot of it was because it, a lot of things just took me out of it. Yeah, and I think that was it. I think the first film kind of like perfected um the way that they like were building the relationship with the kids and like the humor and trying to like build the story you know um and like as we find out more about pennywise we see him like more frequently and like the scares um but i think i definitely agree that in this one it i was kind of taken out of the scariness from time to time with um and I think it also has to do with the chemistry of the, the characters, mm-hmm. yeah, and the actors. Uh, not so much an issue of, like, they just didn't have the right chemistry, but I think, I, I understand, like, the stylistic, like, purpose of it. Like, you know, they're all adults and they've been separated for a long time, but it's just kind of weird to watch their interactions as adults now versus when they were kids. Right. And so I think you trying to figure out their relationship in between all the scary parts did kind of, like, me away mm-hmm. from it. What I did like about that, though, is that it's also kind of supposed to make you feel that way, mm-hmm. because you have to, like, kind of remember that they also forgot that they, like, they forgot that they lived in Derry. They yeah. forgot that they were even friends. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that, like, there's that awkward, like, we know each other, but, like, not really. Yeah. But, like, something there is familiar. I think that kind of, like, sold me, but, yeah, like, the overall chemistry for things was kind of Mm. Like I was like I wasn't not upset about it because like I guess for the storyline it it made sense like stylistically, but at the same time just like "Mm." I did really like the casting though. Who's your favorite uh, kid adult Um, transition? Um, okay, I think I'm gonna have to say Richie and Eddie just because they were my favorite kids. Mm -hmm. So and I think the actors they chose to portray them did an amazing job. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the actor who plays Eddie. Mm-hmm. It's James Wansom. James Wansom. Okay. He, I, I loved him. Um, Eddie, like I said, he was like my favorite kid. And I just think that he did such a good job of like portraying those same Eddie characteristics, but in a, like a believable adult form, mm-hmm. at least in my perception. There's a gif that I saw of like a side by side of um what is I don't know what the kid's name is. The actor who plays um Jake Dylan Grazer. He's the one who plays uh Eddie. It's Eddie and then I just forgot his name. Eddie and James like side by side. Well not Eddie and James. Whatever. The actor yeah. is James by side by side by side. And it's the scene where he's like, Have you heard of Staphylococcus? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like hitting his hand, and then it like transposes against the same scene where like uh, Richie's like, We'll just come back in 27 years and figure it out then. And he's like, We'll be 70. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like they look like the exact same. And like, I was like, That casting was great. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like Charlie Stan. Not Charlie Stan. What am I talking about? Jessica Chastain. Oh, is Beverly? Yeah, I don't really. Maybe. 
like if they wanted to stick to somebody who's prominent and star studded, maybe Bryce Dylan Howard. I liked her better. Mm. You know who that is? No. Have you seen um, the Twilight movies? Oh yeah. So she's the one who like you know the redhead that like her boyfriend dies. So in the first uh-huh. movie, it's somebody different, and then they change it to Bryce Dylan Howard for okay. like the last two or three movies. Okay, I think you're talking about. So yeah, so they got redhead. She's. Mm-hmm. I definitely like Jessica fucking Chastain, mm-hmm. right? I like. She was in Interstellar, right? Is, is, is that her? No, no, no. I don't think that's her. I feel like she's in something prominent, and I liked her in it. But I agree, I don't. The Help, Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. Molly's Game, Zero Dark Thirty, um, Mama. Yeah, she's in Interstellar. You're right. Oh, she is. Oh, okay, okay. That was gonna be embarrassing if she wasn't. Um, I was like, I, I have not seen <laughs> Interstellar. So. I loved her in that, but I just, I don't know. I expected something different for. Um, adult heads. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the fact that they all kind of like followed, like they were the same people that they were as adults as they were as children. Mm-hmm. I think that made sense. But I think the fact that she was in an abusive, re- like marriage, yeah. also made sense. Um, but yeah, like there were other things about like Beverly that I feel like should have translated over. Like Bev as a kid, very much had this I am, like, kind of cooler than you, even though I have all these things that are going wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, air about her. And Bev, and, like, Jessica Chastain just didn't give that to me. Yeah. I felt like, because, I mean, like, I feel like everybody else kind of went back into their roles. Like, Bill became the leader again. Eddie <laughs> continued <laughs> to be afraid of literally everything that has a germ <laughs> on it. Um, Richie kind of came back and, like, had his humor. But then, like, it most definitely went back down to, like, an eighth grade level yeah. when he comes back. And then, like, Ben's still kind of quiet and to himself. I think I liked the casting for Ben. I didn't like the way the actress portrayed Ben. I agree with that. I also did not like the fact that they made Ben, like, a joke in the beginning of the movie. Did you catch that? So, like, when they're calling everybody, they, I think, I can't remember who he calls first or who he calls on before. But they call Ben. And it cuts to, like, this board meeting, and there's this fat guy standing up with, like, like a really bad, um, like, balding hair cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's talking, and the way the camera has it positioned is you're supposed to think that that's Ben. And then um, it cuts to uh, the screen of who they're talking to, and it's Ben. And then you only know it's Ben because you see him look into his wallet, and he has, the, like, the Beverly thing. Yeah. And, then, and then Mike calls him. And I was like, okay, y'all did not have to do <laughs> all of that. I was like, you could have just let us know it was Ben from the start. Yeah. I, I think it had to do with, like, showing kind of, like, like trope in movies, you know, of, like, the, you know, like, fat kid gets, like, yeah. skinny and, you know, and grows up and he's all handsome and everything. But, I mean, I agree. I don't think that's I, – I feel like that's kind of outdated now. They could have just shown him as is and not really been just, just fine. fine. Also, all of their personal relationships outside of Beverly didn't mean anything. Like, I mean, outside of, I think, Beverly and Eddie. Because Eddie mm-hmm. married basically his mother. And oh, then yeah. oh, Bev right. basically married her dad. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know if Stanley was married. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yeah. how his family that worked out. Um, ben was single. Bill married that lady who apparently did not like the way he ended his books, <laughs> but, like, apparently no one did, so. 
Um, oh, okay, sorry. I completely forgot what I was going to say for a second. I read somewhere that the... I know we flipped to here for a split second, but the actress who plays Eddie's mom is the same actress that plays his wife. What? Yeah, I don't know if that's confirmed, but I remember seeing it and being like, huh, that looks a lot like his mom, which is fitting for the character, you know, like, he's basically Eric's mom, but... Who? Eddie? Yeah. Or... Okay, okay. Um, oh, it could have been. It really could have been, mm -hmm. because the first time you see her is when she's, like... Yeah, you don't really see her face that much. Yeah. And the first... I guess. Hmm. Hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it, but... Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, um, I want to talk about the two, I want to talk about the, like, the two death scenes with the children, because they really, the, um, baseball the game and the, the fun, fun house. house. Mm-hmm. So, the fun house scene. Okay, um, that I actually looked at. I didn't close my eyes for that one. How do you feel about that one? Okay, 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 okay. So, what did you see? We'll start with the baseball game. What did you see with the baseball game? I saw all the way up until... I think until he like didn't he like open his mouth or something like that. Yeah, that's where I was like, uh, nope, mm -hmm. not gonna look. <laughs> so basically, what happens is she's talking to him, and oh, he's, like, he's like, "Come see my face" or whatever, and she's like, "Um, no, you're scary. I'm leaving." And I was like, "Good on you, kid. <laughs> like, make him work for this kill." And then he fake cries, and she's like, "Why are you sad?" And I was like, "Curse." I was like, "Little girl, what?" <laughs> And he was like, because people make fun of me, and because I'm ugly. And she's like, I don't think you're ugly. And he's like, well, come see my face for real, and maybe you'll th you won't think I'm ugly. To which, as a person who's watching this happen, you can see his face. Yeah. So I was like, maybe you, she can't see his face, and that's how, and that's what he wants to have happen. Um, but I was like, but you can most definitely see his face. So I don't know why she thinks you can't see his face. And then. Well, he does kind of alter your perception, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. so I, think, I think that's what's supposed to be happening. But I was like, it's not obvious. <laughs> you can see. What, that, what I would have enjoyed is if they had kind of like sh gone to her perspective and with the camera to be like, to see what she was seeing because maybe she just sees the glow because like he, his face was like lit up in like mm -hmm. red or something like that. So maybe she just sees the glow but can't see his face. And so then um, he's like, okay, on the count of three you gotta show me like your little wine stain on her face or whatever yeah and so she gets real close and she counts to like she goes one two and then he doesn't say anything and so she like he goes you're supposed oh, to yeah. say three and while she's like about to get three out she just latches his mouth on her face and i said mm. <laughs> my grandma lives in hell so there's nothing in this world that can make me more upset than that because um i hate it I was like, I hate every bit of it. Because the moment it happened, I was like, you know, what? <laughs> I was like, there were so many times you could have just walked away. Mm -hmm. And, like, thing is, like, if you're not scared of him, I don't know if he can still get to you. But he was within arm reach, and we know he has elastic arms. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would have done anything to just, like, grab her if she had to walk away. And I think I would have actually enjoyed that more instead of just, like, seeing her fall stupidly into his trap i think that's another big thing for me for this film is that like and same with the first one i walked out like very depressed <laughs> <laughs> like i just i don't know just watching kids die in ways that are 
obviously they could have been avoidable mm-hmm. and then obviously it's like the big death in this movie the chapter two i walked out from that theater quite <laughs> yeah um i think what i what i noticed this time around as opposed to last time around is they really 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 played up the fact that um pennywise has six thousand rows of teeth you saw his teeth like twice um <laughs> in the whole movie of the first you saw him when he bit um georgie and then i know you you kind of you see it when he like shows zeb the deadlights mm-hmm. you see it all over the teeth yeah. and i think that's really the only two times you like really really see it there's like another one i think when he he bites something else or bites at something else mm-hmm. but like you really only see it those two times and i was like i saw his teeth every chance he got every chance he got yeah and that's kind of what i was talking about how i felt like i got like desensitized to it like at a certain part in the movie it just wasn't as scary mm-hmm. as it was i think the time that like really got me it's it's a similar ish shot to like the first movie so like the scene that like really got me in the first movie was when they're um looking at the pictures on the little um projector thing and flipping mm-hmm. through and they can tell it's like in the picture and they're freaking out yeah and then like they knock it over and they're like they slowly knock it over and like it cuts and goes blank and then it comes back and it's like really really big and his eyes are bulging and you see like and he's like kind of smiling so you see like all of his teeth or whatever mm-hmm. but you don't see like how far back they go there it's that scene and that like that got me and then juxtaposed to the scene where he's in the um fun house and he smiles and you see like all the teeth right before he's like about to like open his mouth and bite mm-hmm. the little boy i was like you know i could live without that <laughs> because i remember i watched it and i was like oh 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 no oh no because when i first watched it i was like okay this is fine and then i realized that like pennywise is also manipulating the way the fun house works because mm-hmm. i was like the boy should be able to get out he should be able to turn the way he came in mm-hmm. and he cannot <laughs> and i was <laughs> like i was like um okay when the little boy is like, will you leave me alone? I was like, motherfucker, cockroach, he's into the room now. For what? And then you hear, you just hear the, like, the, like, this, like, the dragging of his tongue on the mirror. Oh, and I said, God. um, I could live without this, um, pedophile type of vibes I'm getting. I could really live without mm-hmm. that. I just wanted to be a killer clown and kind of just not be a pedophile. And then he starts, like, banging his head up against the floor. Oh, no. When he did it the first time, I was like, oh. Well, no. I think it's, so, like, Pennywise, he, he like, the little boy hears him, and he's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what is this? What is happening? And you see him come up, and you're like, oh, no. And the little boy's like, um, I kind of want to leave. <laughs> and then he smiles and like and the kids like you know how the kids like trying to figure out what's going on he's like is this part of the, the fun house and then you see the like the, the smile continues past what it's supposed to and then you start seeing the teeth and the kids like oh no something is wrong and then he like stares at him for like three seconds and then the head comes back and he smacks it and i said i want to die and then did it again i was like oh no and the fact that he's like breaking the glass lets you know he's hitting it hella hard because like <laughs> Bill's on the other side banging his hardest and, n- and it's not going anywhere so I was like uh nope time for me to 
once again exit seating <laughs> um, and pretend like I don't know but I like this is like the first time I've seen Pennywise actually like use his python ability to eat you as a whole person and because he like puts he like like you assume he just puts the whole boy in his mouth and, and I was then like, it's just like splattered mm-hmm. and I was like where's that splatter coming from like is it because you're just scraping as you go down oh wait yeah good question mm-hmm. where did that come from that just feels kind of like an excuse to add in like gore porn for the next yeah because like because like, cause like I remember watching it's very much he comes up and over because he breaks the glass and comes up and goes right down over but like or maybe just the significance of the color red since that's like seen through throughout the movie like maybe so much I was like mm. gross gross okay um so, so we've already kind of touched on these actors so but um, I kind of wanted to ask what was your favorite like kid um like origin like origin story thing because you know how they all had to go get the little artifacts that they had to, so what like what was your favorite one and then we're going to talk about what I think was the most unnecessary part of the whole movie and then we'll okay. wrap up um I would say I I think that I like Okay. I have multiple questions about Eddie and the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like runner up, but because I have so many questions about it, it's not my ultimate. Um, I just the, what are the questions you have about it? I I guess just the flashback scene to um, when he was a kid when it first happened. I I don't know. I was just very very confused. I was like, okay, wait. So did did it actually happen? Was his mom actually there? Was it just Pennywise or what? Because it's it, it's very unclear. Mm-hmm. And whenever he, whenever a adult Eddie walked out of the pharmacy, he still had all that like black blood mm-hmm. vomit, whatever, all over him. So it was just very confusing as to whether it really happened or not, and how much of it was real. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was like very much like a he something happened, so he had to go downstairs to the basement. And as he's going, he heard his mom. I felt like it was Pennywise pretending to be his mom. Oh, okay. And then when he went down, that's when the, like, he sees the leper, which Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if the leper was seen before, after that scene in the movie. Because, like, I wasn't, because didn't, I wasn't sure if the leper came out before they left the the house because remember how the first time you see the leper is when eddie drops all his stuff yeah and i think that's w- and i think that's where it starts is when mm-hmm. he's picking up all of his stuff yeah that he left because he got to go on the bikes and booked it i think it's when he's picking up all of his stuff outside and then he like has to go to the pharmacy to get something and that's when he like sees the leper again maybe because i think that was kind of confusing to me i didn't mm-hmm. know when he saw the leper and so i was like but no, I too was like when he walked out. That was also one of my favorite jokes in the movie is when he like walks back in the house and they go, "What happened?" He goes, "Nothing. I'm fine. We're no. good. <laughs> We're good. We're good." And then he gets stabbed in the cheek, and I was like, "My favorite. I love Eddie so much." <laughs> and just say that I, yeah, great. I, I think um, a runner up because I think Eddie. I think Eddie was my favorite like flashback kid scene. Um, but the other one, I would, s- I want to say Ben's, but I also, like, kind of figured what was going to happen. 
Yeah. With him in the locker. Um. I just do this back. Actually, actually, I know who's. It was my runner-up, is Richie. Oh, frick! I forgot about. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that. That's the one where um you see Pennywise with like the holding the balloon. Yeah, like the balloon thing. Balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie's is my fave. I think yeah. I think actually, Eddie and um Richie's are tied for my favorite. No, no, Richie's my favorite, and then Eddie's my my runner-up. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to pick between those. But that also leads me to the what I thought was like the most um, unnecessary part of the movie. Eddie and Richie, or not Eddie. Richie did not need to be gay. <laughs> he just didn't. No. Like, you did not need that in there at all. Yeah. Like, I haven't read the book, but like I've heard in the book that um, Richie being in love with Eddie and Richie like being gay is not only a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I could have lived without it. I feel like... Actually, no. I could have lived with it if you got rid of the Ben and Beverly loves stuff. Exactly. Because yeah. I feel like both. I feel like mm-hmm. both. Maybe it's because I'm just tired of seeing straight couples in movies. But like <laughs> Ben and Beverly's, like whole love arc, I could have lived without that entirely. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I could have lived without that entirely. So like, and I could have yeah. dealt with Richie and Eddie. Mm-hmm. I I thought that the Ben and Beverly thing was kind of sweet. I just liked Ben as a child, mm-hmm. but I mean, I I same thing goes with Richie and Eddie. If it was something, if the Richie and Eddie kind of story arc was given as much attention as Beverly and Ben, mm-hmm. then I would have probably been, cared more. Yeah, I would have cared a lot more because it. I don't know. That's you. You would get to see more of like Richie's struggles. First of all, being a kid growing up in the eighties. Um, and having to deal with feelings for his best friend and everything. But it just felt like it was kind of thrown in very last minute. Right. And, I don't know, maybe just to give more weight to yeah. Eddie's personhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then also, like, it kind of, like, what I didn't like is that it also kind of, like, sexualized Richie in a way because it made him in love with a bunch of people until, like, they actually full-on came out and said it. Because, like, when you start with, like, his journey back, he takes the token, and then he remembers when he came in there, um, and like how he was playing with, um, what is the serial killer's name? Uh, Henry Bowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Harry Henry Bowers walks in, and his cousin's like, um, I don't know why you're being such a little faggot. And it, no, I don't know. He didn't say faggot. He's no. Henry said faggot. He. It was um. His cousin, who was like, I know y'all had little fairies here. Which made me think, when he said fairies, I was like, I feel like the cousin who grows up stayed in Derry, and his kids were the kids who at the beginning of the movie. Or one of his kids at the beginning, because they said fairies too. Oh. So I was like, okay, I see I see what's happening. So if that's the case, then cool. But also, not really. Don't be a homophobic piece of crap. Um, but he's like, I know you had fairies here. And then he chases Eddie off. And I think before, I think it goes and does the whole, um, like, clown thing back at the, well, like, the lumberjack comes to life. Mm-hmm. And then it's the whole, like, oh, I missed you, Richie. I don't like to call him Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you, Richie. Like, why don't you come play with me anymore? No one wants to play with me anymore. And then, like, watching the screen, like, the saturation of the screen change, I was like, oh, this makes me uncomfortable. And then, like, 
then like Pennywise does this whole thing where he scared them and then it cuts to like him as a kid when he goes to the bridge to carve his name because all you see is him carve an R and then you don't see what the other letter is so you assume it's the little boy who's playing arcade who's playing whatever arcade game with but then he is driving after he leaves and he goes and he sits in the synagogue or the old synagogue and um, has that flashback of Stanley and then um, family like fades out or whatever he's like I'm a loser and I'm always going to be like and that's all and then he fades out and he goes like thanks Stan and so then you assume like you can it's kind of like safe to assume that you think he and Stanley have like a thing Mm -hmm. because like it's never really like I mean you know he's married to the woman but we all know how like some things happen so like it's also kind of like maybe hinted at that maybe Stanley was gay and just never anything about it and so there's that and then you get to the part where Eddie's killed and then Richie's really mourning it and he's like really really sad and then you see him go back to the the bridge where he carves the, where he recarves the R and then you see the and and then you see it was an E so you know he was in love with Eddie the whole time and you're like why didn't you just at least hint to that more yeah because the only little hint you get to it is when he like emotionally breaks down mm-hmm. and is like losing his like mind because Eddie's dead. And I was like, <sighs> and I watched like a deep dive today, like a, on the ending, and he was cause and it was like comparing it to the book ending, and he was like, in the book, like Richie really mourns Eddie, but it's because like he like lost his friend mm-hmm. or something like that. And like I think it was because maybe I think they were like, the best friends out of the group. And then with, in the movie, it just made them, like, potentially gay lovers. Yeah. I think, I really, really think that if they were going to make Richie gay, then they needed to do it better. Like, make it more prominent. You can't just kind of, it just kind of felt like a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, let's just kind of throw this here, throw this here, and, oh yeah, he was in love with Eddie the whole time at the end. It. I don't know, and you don't really get that feeling from the kids in the first film mm-hmm. either. You get that same like best friend kind of relationship thing, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of at the end thrown in. Yeah, I need to go back and watch the first movie, and maybe like if I watch the first movie, then I'll see like that um that oh I love my friend more than a friend kind of mm-hmm. thing in there. But at the same time, you just have but you have them bickering like everybody else bickers. Yeah. So it's like. It's like, but like they bicker a little, but like it's very obvious that Richie and Eddie fight more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe it's like that tale as old as time that like if a boy's mean to you, he likes you type thing. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to get at. But like it's even like when they have the flashbacks to them as kids when they're in like the, what is it, the clubhouse. And Eddie's like, it's been 10 minutes, get out of the hammock. And he sits on him, and Richie makes, like, no effort to move, but he's also, like, really annoyed. <laughs> and then, like, you just see like, Eddie kick his glasses off, and he's just, like, I can see now, looking back, how that, like, how that maybe could be seen as, like, oh, I'm, I'm like, showing you affection in a way. Yeah. But I'm, like, I don't buy it. All this talk has actually making me realize how much I like the first movie, and now I do want to watch the first movie again. Yeah, I kind of, I really want to. I need to see if it's somewhere I can watch it. Is it on Netflix? Probably not. Oh my god, I think I'll find it. Maybe not. Maybe I'll help find it and endorse. Let's hope I don't. <laughs> don't endorse that. <laughs> you can get in trouble. I didn't say that actually. I will find it legally. I can mm-hmm. have to buy it on Amazon. 
Um, I will do so. Um, nope, it is not on Netflix. Sad. Anyway, why are people already trying to find It Chapter 2 on Netflix? Because I don't need that. What are you doing? Anyway. Alright, so, the last thing I want to do before we wrap up is I want to rate the movie. Um, and, uh, usually I do something like on my podcast, um, I do something ridiculous and talk about things. Like, we rate it on, like, a scale of, like, one to whatever. Um, so... Another podcast I listened to, they rated it from like one to like zero to twenty-seven years because it was twenty-seven years between oh. when the um the kids or when Pennywise comes back. But I'm about to do on a scale of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there's seven losers on a scale of one to seven losers. How many losers do you give it? Um, do you want me to give you the like the score that it has on? interwebs right now yeah like percentage yeah okay um so on rotten tomatoes it's at a 63 percent which i think is i don't think that's certified fresh but i think it's not spoiled oh i think it is certified fresh everything mm-hmm. above 60 oh really it's not oh because the audience yeah. rating on the rotten tomatoes is 79 percent, mm-hmm. and that has the popcorn and i know if it's like below something it's just silt and then um when it's probably i think 90 percent or something like that like 80 or 90 that's when it gets the certified fresh tomato. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think like 80, yeah, it's showing them as 83, is it, nope, it says 83 right there, why is that 83 different than that, okay, it was 183 <laughs> that is like a certified fresh, and there's another 83 that's just like a regular tomato, who knows, anyway, um, that's that, IMDB, it's a 7 out of 10, which is just usual, so, mm-hmm. whatever, Metacritic, it's at a 58%, and then, on Google, it is at an 86%. Okay. I think I give it five and a half out of seven losers. Okay, five and a half out of seven losers. Um, um, what else have I really enjoyed from it? I kind of don't want to, because like, I did, I enjoyed it, but I feel yeah. like I, I could have enjoyed it more. I just, mm-hmm. I, I'm also kind of taking into account, like, um, the cinematography and like the color grading i'm very very big on color in films and there's just this very nostalgic feel to it whenever they went back to gary and i i love the contrast of everything else being kind of like warm but muted colors and then just those like bright reds of like pennywise so that also kind of boosts it up a little bit for me <laughs> what i would appreciate um for a lot of movies um is when is if they stopped making everything so dang dark oh yeah because <laughs> in that whole scene where they're trying to like kill um spider pennywise before like the dead lights cut out and like light up the whole area mm-hmm. i'm just like what am i looking at <laughs> i was like is that a person or is that a leg is that a person or is that a leg nope that's a person the person being hit by a leg. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I was like, I was sitting there like, I cannot see anything. <laughs> like, when they have their little, <laughs> I'm sorry, we didn't talk about their little adventures <laughs> in the when they were in the cavern. Oh, but okay. when Eddie <laughs> and Richie go to the not, this not scary, scary, very scary <laughs> doors, and he goes, he's not playing with us. We're going to the, the not scary door, and it's the, it's the uh, Pomeranian after <laughs> Richie was like, why can't it just be a dog? I was like, look. <laughs> 
don't do this because now the dog's gonna be evil and it's your fault and they're like i'm calling it and then the dog just lays down so i was just like no you're falling for it um but yeah like those like it was like those individual scenes were lit and the moment they came back to the center couldn't see anything and i was like i was like i'm not blind blind for my glasses but i cannot see anything (laughs) but yes um so i guess Mm, I guess I see. Mm, I would give it a five losers out of out of seven. What is that on the scale of actual math? Yes, we don't do actual math on the show. That's not what we're here for. Five out of seven. It's a seventy-one. It's a solid. Okay. Uh, is that a D here? <laughs> is that a D here? <laughs> I, I, or is no, that a C? I think that's still a C. Okay, because you gave it a five and a half out of seven. And that's like, yeah, that's a 78, a okay. 79. So you gave it a so far better score. Yeah. Than I gave it a 71. <laughs> so, sure. C's get the reads. Question mark. Um, C's make for better movies? Question mark. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, any final, final thoughts before we wrap it up? I would say that I still appreciate the It films as good, solid horror movies. I'm usually not a big fan of a lot of the recent scary movies that come out, with the exception of like Hereditary, Midsummer, mm-hmm. um, that kind of like new wave of horror films. But just the general like kind of like slasher films that we see coming out, or films that are solely based on gore, I appreciate that it has a storyline with like a whole mythology behind it and everything. So would really recommend even though i like the first one more yeah i think that's kind of what i feel as well i like the first one more and maybe i need to like wait they're, they're both on dvd and they're both in like a like a solitary pack or like a bundle yeah. on amazon you can buy both and just watch them both at the same yeah. time and maybe i'll feel differently but like i think what i did like is i liked the, maybe the, the cinematography and the choreography from this movie more mm-hmm. than the um, first one because I mean like you can't have your kids be super strong and you can't have them like yeah. be able to do certain things because they're children so I think I liked that aspect more of like them actually being able to defend themselves in some type of way mm-hmm. so I feel like I liked that aspect more in this in two than one but yeah so well that is uh I guess where we're gonna end today I know we talked for a long time about a scary movie, which I did not expect, but I also am glad. So um, I would say let us know what you guys want us to watch, but <laughs> we don't even know what we're going to watch yet. So, um, but yeah, so thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next time.